1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Halt and Catch Fire After Show. I'm your host, Isaac Johnson, and joining me this season...
2: Bam! Here I am, Dave Abbott, Isaac. Thrilled to be here. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. This is a a great show. We're
1: going to jump into season two. Um, But before we jump into that... And listen to this awesome music written by Paul Hasslinger. Nice. Uh we want to we want to hear from you. Um keep sending your tweets and comments. We do read every one of them and don't miss the chance to take our very important listener survey at podcast1.com. Your responses will help make the show the very best it could be and it only takes about 3 minutes of your time. Um, you can send us your feedback, your honest criticism. We want to hear from
2: you. Yeah, we absolutely want to hear You're from you. You're our family that we've never met. Yes. Yeah. Like You're like the, the drunk uncle. Yeah. Yeah, or the prison uncle.
1: <laughs> very, very, very good. <laughs> uh,
2: is that up for that one? Yeah, I think so. Great. Uh, what I have here on uh, Dance Battle America, ever seen it? I haven't, but I hear it's great. I have heard great things. So it's a uh, Maria Menounos and Jillian Huff show, and they want you to be a part of it, audience. So um, you can send in your crazy dance videos for a chance to be a part of the show. So if you want to maybe be on a show with me, Maria Menounos and Julianne Huff, go to dancebattlecasting.com, shake your booty, use some uh, hashtag DanceBattleABC, and who knows? You could be on a national television show. It's that easy yes. and that hard at the same time. <laughs> There's awesome. a sexual joke to be made there, but I'm not going to make uh, it. There. We're, we're going to avoid that. We're going to avoid it for now.
1: Um, so, we're going to be recapping episode one and episode two. Dave and I had some scheduling conflicts, so we couldn't get together for se- episode one last week, but here we are, going to mash them in together. We're mashing? Yes. There's another sexual joke there. <laughs> <and> we're,
2: <gonna laughs> we're just going to rack that. them up in the beginning of the show and then <laughs> name them all off at the big end. I-, I got
1: a feeling you got a couple more episodes. Sure, things. I'm sure so- I do. Episode 1, uh, titled Seti, which, if you don't know, search for extraterrestrial intelligence or the idea of making contact, is the name of this episode. Um, I thought this episode was pretty cool. A really good way to jump into the new season, uh, especially if you haven't watched season 1. They sort of had like a bit of a soft reboot here um, and a bit of a time jump to 1985, which I thought was pretty cool if you're going to have a time jump to any point in time. 1985 is pretty good.
2: You know. I was insulted because I was born in 84, so I thought, in a way, maybe they were paying homage to like <laughs> my birth. They said, you know what, that's the biggest thing that happened then, so we're going to believe it. Quite do possibly, yeah. but
1: as we know, Marty McFly is from 1985. I figured that that's, was pretty maybe
2: good. Maybe that, that could be it. And uh, we talk, We'll we we'll say this off the top of the uh, show. I have not seen season one, right? and so instead of lying to our audience, we just thought, <laughs> I'll take the perspective of what may be a few of the viewers who yeah. did not see season one, and I will be their allies during Absolutely. this
1: season. So what do you think of the the first episode?
2: You know, it definitely took me kind of a few minutes. I really didn't know much about the show, so mm-hmm. it took me a few minutes to get to understand where everybody was coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the the first thing I noticed was that um let's see, Cameron uh Cameron and the other dude, uh not Joe, but Gordon. Who I think, Gordon, mm-hmm. were were husband and wife. Or no, it's Donna, Donna and, and Gordon, Gordon, were husband mm-hmm. and wife in Argo. Yes, uh, right, yeah, which was the first yeah. thing I noticed. I was yeah. like, "These guys have done this before."
1: Yeah, I know it's pretty cool.
2: Um, but besides that, yeah, I mean, it definitely gave me. Um, we were talking about this before. Silicon Valley It's like a more serious Silicon Valley. It definitely mm-hmm. has that AMC aesthetic look. Yeah, uh, but with an uh, USA, we were saying kind of feeling. Yeah, about a little it. bit of that. So uh, the writing is good, and I'm just kind of interested to see like what is the crux. You know, maybe you can tell me briefly, like, what is the crux of the show? What what keeps a person coming back episode after episode, do you think?
1: Sure. Well, um, I mean, I like that last season we mainly had the Gordon and Joe, or like it's sort of revolved around those two, building their own personal PC, which was a brand new thing like that in, in 1983 that hadn't really been done before. They were essentially kind of cloning an IBM computer and making a better, more personalized version of that, which is where Cameron came into play. Um, and then you had Donna, who was probably smarter than her husband Gordon, kind of right. sort of prodding him in the background, which was cool. Um, what I like about this this new episode starting off, which we can get into sort of sure, and Donna do it. but that it seems like the focus of the season is going to be having our two female leads sort right. of lead and see what where they go with success yes. this season um, which they 're at mutiny mutiny was something that was started by Cameron at the end of season one. After um, a big sort of hubbub and their sort of computer being stolen from, or the idea of their computer being stolen from Cardiff Electric last year by their by their direct competition. So she decided to start her own online gaming uh, system, I guess, which was also new at the time. That That's something that had never been done before.
2: Isn't it crazy that it was 1985 that things things were happening? Because right. I, I can remember when I was, what, maybe 7, 8, mm-hmm. which would have been a, uh, mid-90s. It seemed so new then. And to right. think that these things were happening in the mid-80s, right? it's exactly. almost like I feel like where I was in Michigan, I guess maybe things didn't get to Michigan that uh, that early, but it is crazy how long this stuff has been around.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool. I thought that, um, I mean, basically, like, they have a few online gaming sort of systems and they have right. subscribers that pay, like, I guess, per month or something. Maybe like five dollars a month. I don't know how much which money. is like a
2: ten thousand dollars now. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the exact. <laughs> that's the exact uh, uh, equation. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. But uh, Parallax is their, you know, their big online um, game. But you know, yeah. we've got them going through issues like system crashes, power outages, yeah. uh, having enough power, siphoning it off the neighbors. Um, and Cameron sort of not necessarily caring how they get it because she's more of a creative than a builder. Yeah. She
2: almost, uh, she's, ve- she's almost overly sassy. Don't, I mean, she's almost, um. That was her MO last season. Was it? Okay. Being pretty sassy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they had that whole fight about, it was, it was in the first episode, right? About who we'd need a boss and she's right. like, I don't want any boss. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know. I was like, I, I, if you care about your business, don't you want these things to go well? Don't you see a need? But I guess that's just part of her character development, is she's too wrapped up in it to even see kind of outside the box?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of wondered that. That was my specific question about the episode, which um, it's funny there was a Facts of Life reference to Mrs. Oh, Garrick uh-huh. in the episode when the, Rick was at the back of the van trying to sell them the, I guess, the, the not actual XTs, the debunked the XTs there. And, but more like the the theme of the between the two of them was like who's the boss so I thought right. there should have been some sort of you missed a
2: who's reference, the boss reference yeah, there. exactly right yeah.
1: but I also appreciated the Missy scared uh, reference but yes um yeah I thought about that and I thought that um uh, I mean I'm losing my thought here but the why doesn't Cameron want to be a boss is it is it maybe just some sort of like uh, like philosophy that she has? You know, like last season, um, Mutiny, like they, she had like a sort of like called arms or whatever you want to call it, where she's like, there's no boss here. No one has a title. We all just work here and we're going to make something creative and awesome. So she's sort of more focused on that. Even the PC that they were building last season was, that it wasn't just that it was going to be a faster computer or your own computers, that it was going to have a soul and a personality. Right. Um, which is what they didn't accomplish in that computer, sort of the idea for the computer being stolen, they ended up, creating a faster computer, but it was basically soulless and just, like, a different color. Right. So she was highly disappointed in that, but my, my thought is, well, is there something she's specifically afraid of?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it seems so, because I've, I've been at places uh, that there are there's no boss, and... It's tough because when things are go wrong, who do you turn to, mm-hmm. and who's the person that yells at the other person? Right. And you can see that's obviously going to be evolving, mm-hmm. and maybe even in this third ep- in the third episode, it will because it's, it's it's showing that you can't run a successful business if someone's not at the top, right? Maybe well, she's scared to be there,
1: and that's what I think. Yeah. I think it's more of a fear response than like a you know I just don't believe in bosses or some something like but that.
2: But why I wonder why she wouldn't want maybe Donna to just be the you think because she didn't start it.
1: I don't. I don't know that Donna wants to be it either. Uh, and she has yeah. that whole thing about like I don't want to be the mom here, but she essentially has to be because she has to be, yeah, because no one else will do it. Right. But I think that's a fair point that Cameron brings up to her. And says, well, no one asked you to,
2: right? Yeah, you know, I hear that, and I always think that's such a frustrating thing. It's like nobody asked you to, but like. You know, you have the sense of responsibility if you care about the Absolutely. business, and you see somebody else not doing it, you know somebody has to. So uh, that's what Cameron is definitely showing. She's got she's definitely the rebel of the show. She dresses right. the mm-hmm. rebel as we saw in uh, episode two, and she's dressing like a yeah, hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah,
1: that's that's pretty much how she dressed yeah. all last season too.
2: And uh, but you know, I think it's good that they show what the consequences are. Like, there's positives in being that creative, mm-hmm. positives I'm sure, but there's uh, y- you can't. And I think there's plenty of people like this in real life, you, you know, being the, like, whatever person only works for so long right. and somebody has to be the yin to that yang or else it's chaos.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought Donna brought up a fair point. I mean, she does throw it back. Cameron throws it back in her face to say, no one asked you to do it. Well, if I don't do it, who's going to do right. it? Right. Otherwise, we're we're basically in a tank. We They're not even zoned for commercial, you know, yeah. use or whatever. Yeah. In that house If someone doesn't do this stuff It's not going to get done And they're basically babysitting children With all those coders in the house Right
2: I know Uh, And uh, it is It's so funny The parallels between this show And Silicon Valley They have the exact same um, episode On Silicon Valley The whole power went out On the whole block as well Right Um, But yeah So it's And they even dress the same But it's just funny That I think it just shows that it's hard to do a show about computers and coding without using uh, a lot of stereotypes. Yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so, and to make it, you know, a broader point, and then we can move on with the episode. But it's hard to make computer coding sexy and entertaining. Yeah. And so you see that they kind of they have to work really hard mm-hmm. because they, you can't be too technical because they're yeah. going to lose us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I and you, ha-
2: yeah, and so and you have to. And it's hard doing anything in the eighties because we're in such a culture now that's looking forward. It mm-hmm. can be hard to look back in computers Absolutely. specifically. So it's just interesting to see the different devices that they use.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think too that they a lot of the the things that they're wrestling with and like using, you know, like Donna discovers the um, like the online chat thing that people right. stay on the game for that specifically, even when they're not. That was the cool, game.
2: wasn't it? Because you're yeah. like, oh wow, the beginning.
1: Yeah, well, and I, and I think that some of that's relatable to what we're dealing with nowadays, like the fact that people were, you know, at that point connecting online, but is that somehow making them more isolated? You know, and we, Interesting, we yeah. have the same sort of themes coming up with, like social media now, Instagram and Twitter and all these sort of, sort of things that sort of like connect us better, but, also isolate us at the same time and I
2: was thinking about in college how I was asking girls out over AIM that's what it it that's what it shocked me I was like cool nice to meet you can I get your AIM
1: oh my gosh (laughs) remember those days yeah actually I don't that was
2: uh, right before right
1: before my time sure sure I wasn't born in the 80s no no no, let's uh, well, and before we move on from them, but I yeah. thought the, the scene with uh, Rick, the guy that was selling them the, the whack uh, XTs in the back of the van there. Yeah. Um, I thought that um, they had a real moment when they talked in the bar. They sort of resolved that whole, like, who's going to be the boss sort of thing. Right. And, they, and that they needed to work together, which is important for these two characters that seem like they're going to lead our whole season here, to sort of come to an understanding there. Yeah. But, I loved seeing her like kind of get roughed up by the dude in the bar. I was a little bit surprised that,
2: but that nobody does anything. Yeah, I'm a and, like, surprised they're by in I. public. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that they can't like this guy obviously they built him out to be like oh this guy's kind of dangerous. Yeah, but then they steal all of his stuff and drive yeah. away, and there's going to be no repercussions.
1: Yeah, well, I did like I, I don't know, It felt like Thelma and Louise or something like right that when she stole his keys and they're like running with those computers all fast to the car or whatever. Like, it was a really good like. The moment to cheer for them, because they finally...
2: It uh, was. But then you think, like, if this was Breaking Bad, the next seven episodes, this (laughs) guy would be the villain, you know? And he'd follow them to their house. Absolutely. So, it's just interesting. Uh, It's just one of those shows where you just kind of have to say, okay, I get it. Like, this is Mm going to be fun. Here's a device to make these women seem more powerful. Yeah,
1: to give us something for them to to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Gordon. Um, Gordon, last season, we talked about um, that he... Well, basically... Um, Joe had used his character to build the, the PC they wanted, because Joe realized how valuable Gordon was. He sort of had hunted him down specifically while he was working at Cardiff Electric, and, you know, the idea was that we're going to clone this computer and build this amazing machine, which ended up getting stolen, or the idea ended up getting stolen, so now they built this like, essentially just boring version right. of the PC. Um, and I also think the, um, the time jump was important, because that happened in 1983, now we're in 1985, And instead of making Season 2 about um, building the, um, gosh, the Giant Pro. Yeah. um, Because they built the Giant, now they have the Giant Pro, which basically everyone's saying, like,
2: yeah, it's
1: it's pretty good. Right. It's, It's not awful. Right. It's... A slight improvement on that one.
2: I get that a lot about just me and my personality. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I had a lot in common.
1: Was that uh, the text you got from your mom? Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) And all the AIM chats (laughs) I had as well. (laughs) Exactly. And the
1: (laughs) But, um, you know, I thought it was uh, cool to have that time jump forward and see Gordon, who was in a place of not sort of being the guy in charge. At the end of the season, he became sort of like the, the man of the hour. But... It was in a way that wasn't satisfying him. Mm-hmm. He's now got monetary success. When they have that meeting at the end, right? They sign over an eight hundred thousand dollar check. That would be a nice sum of money now, let alone thirty years ago in nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, um, I saw that being a cool thing. But basically, what we got him doing with dealing with the success uh, monetarily, but he doesn't have any personal stake in it. Right. He's built a boring machine.
2: Yeah. He basically won the lottery and he's been proud of it. Now he's got to figure yeah. out what his life is.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was, he was involved in building that computer, but he didn't innovate. Right. And I, and that was their main goal last season, which was taken from them sort of at the 11th hour. Um, yeah, I, I, there was, um, there was a, a comment at the bar, the bartender that he, he visited in uh-huh. episode one. Um, where it's a reference to Amadeus, which is one of my favorite films. That's okay, really cool. Okay. Um, but they're like, I guess, watching a game show or something like that. In mm-hmm. and the bartender says, well, "Who's Solieri?" And he says, "Well, it doesn't matter. He wasn't Mozart." You know, that's right. the whole thing in Amadeus. And I thought that was telling to to Gordon, being that Mozart was the true genius, and Solieri was a guy that no one actually remembers. Mm. And in building this sort of boring PC, even though it's modern and people like it or whatever, or it gets the job done, essentially. Um, he's sort of dealing with like, oh, I've had success, but
2: I'm not an innovator. You right. Know. Poor me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and nobody feels bad for him at that whole at uh, mutiny, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing to uh, cover as we segue into the second, obviously that ep- episode ended with uh, uh, Joe's check getting ripped up. His life, yeah, yeah, we can get into Joe where, team. Yeah, I mean, who knows where his life's going mm-hmm. to go? um i thought he, he stayed very calm cool and collected during that scene <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> when we get in so. yeah
1: certainly when we get into joe but um, um
2: but doesn't the show, just a, kind of a random off-topic, doesn't the show have the longest cold opens ever? Yeah. Like, you're, you're, like, watching it, and it's, like, ten minutes in, and yeah, then they right. go into the title sequence, and you're like, oh, I thought we had already started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right. don't know why they do that, but I've just, both times I've been shocked when the... Yeah, they, I know, like, oh, man. <laughs> right, we haven't right. Hit the title oh, right, sequence we've done then? three different, like, arches and characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Yeah, well, and then, um,
1: before we finish yeah. with Gordon, but we we find that while he's um, at the, you know, the table with his... Girls, um, which last season he was a pretty absentee father. It's good okay. to see him um, like handling the kids' lunches, uh, making Donna's coffee, making her lunch. And he's got the girls and they're packed in the car already, and see him kind of taking care of business. He's got a little nosebleed there. It seems like there's some extracurricular activities.
2: Cocaine,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is will lead into the title of the next episode. Yeah, but I don't know. Thought that was interesting. They kind of referenced that. Stan at the bar there says. Well, we were so high on coke then. I don't remember how we got that done.
2: Yeah, and I was uh, perplexed to his uh, face when he was telling that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron's face. Or, sorry, Gordon's face. Because I couldn't tell if he was, like, reflecting back, surprised that he couldn't remember it. Or mm-hmm. s- or reflecting back that he was disappointed that that's what his life was during that moment. It was kind of hard. Well, what did yeah. you take it as?
1: I don't know. It, it seemed a little more like he was interested in that. those guys that came into the bar... Basically, they don't have jobs now. They have new job leads. But the company being sold, Cardiff Electric, um, you know, it's kind of screwed over a lot of people. Right. You know, and he's kind of apologizing to them there. So maybe it seemed like he was a little more lost than that. But, yeah. Um, but uh, let's move on to Joe, who... Joe, last season, was, like, our sort of, like, alpha. He was our our lead protagonist in the season. And he was sort of, like, a win and all con- cost kind of guy. And then after their PC was uh, essentially stolen... He kind of goes on like his walkabout through the wilderness, um, and he was a master manipulator last season. So now we find him this season being very serene, very calm, very, yes, um, very
2: much so, like
1: essentially repentant for his sins of of conning all these people last season. He he came into Cardiff Electric and he basically sold them a line of a bill of goods that wasn't wasn't any good. He basically lied his way into the company and um, by them cloning the IBM computer, um, they could have been in like a, a heap of legal trouble. Basically, they could have been sued by IBM, which mm-hmm. it, it's a big no-no. So then the company ended up having to go with what he, them cloning this computer, but without making it look like they weren't. Um, so basically, he lost a lot of people their jobs. Um, they never actually created what they were trying to go for in the first place, and he's responsible for the ruin of a lot of people's lives. Which is why when he meets with Nathan Cardiff in that room. Cardiff is so vehemently upset at him and rips
2: up his chair. Yes, he was. Was that was that boss a big character in the first season?
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's basically Nathan Cardiff. Cardiff Electric's. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. 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 Um,
1: but it seemed like he's gone on some sort of personal journey at this point, you know, because he's he's right. he's basically interested in in atoning for his sins, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he's he's got the relationship with with Sarah there.
2: Yes, the. Uh, which is his wife, or he is fiance yeah, now. Now she is yes. at the end of the episode. But yeah. didn't wasn't there a, like a flashback, or what was that scene with um, with Cameron? When didn't he was she playing a video game? What was that a flashback? Or something? that's a
1: flashback to season one that at, that didn't actually air, but it's a flashback to when they were together. Oh,
2: they used to be together. Yeah, okay, got it.
1: They kind of. Uh, Helped each other release tension
2: sexually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coitus, yes, as they might say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what
1: okay. Some people call it. Um, okay. Good. Mostly doctors. Right? <laughs>
2: well, I have a medical degree. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but it's awesome. It's
1: really, yes. But I thought it's cool to see his character in a completely different place than he was last season. Um, even when he, when he's when they're talking with the group of friends, I guess it's like around a run bonfire or something to that effect. Um, he's trying to kind of come clean about what he did. It's true that um, had he never come to Carter for Electric, that they wouldn't be basically a company that can be bought out by another company and basically, I guess, can go public or something like that. And everybody who's still involved or at least had a stake is going to get rich. That's true. And that's what Sarah's kind of pointing to with her friends. But then he seems to kind of want to come clean about. But that's not all the story. And she kind of shuts him up. Right. Which was cool to see that he is, I don't know, maybe really changed. It's not just some sort of. Yeah, he's
2: putting on. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say coming on this new uh, coming on the new season to not know. So it's just interesting to see. This mm-hmm. is my first uh, experience with him, and yeah, very calm, cool, collected, accepting. Mm-hmm. You know, quite an opposite to Gordon right now, who seems right. to be on this spastic, mm-hmm. almost spastic journey.
1: Well, and let's talk about that scene where, where Nathan rips up the check. I mean, yeah, that was the the old Joe would have sort of you know not sat there and taken it. Okay. Um, he did sort of make sure to be like, well, something big is coming, and you're not going to be part of it, which seemed fairly insulting.
2: Right. But at the same time, like, something uh, here's $800,000, oops, never mind, sue us if you want to. And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, if I... I mean, is 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 Joe a rich man right now? Like without that check, I don't think so. Not That's, really. Uh, I'm sitting there thinking, man, if somebody's ripping up an eight hundred thousand dollar check, I'm going to be uh, going through a lot of emotions. Yeah, and maybe he's just <laughs> playing. these very subtly, which uh, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and just to say, like, oh, something big is coming. Well, Cardiff obviously has plenty of big things that they're doing. Well, what do they trust him? I mean, isn't it just empty threats yeah. kind of
1: that he's throwing out? Well, at this point, they've sold off the company, and there's there's no more Cardiff. It's just being swallowed up by right. company.
2: Right, but everyone's making tons of money, and it doesn't even matter.
1: Yeah, except for him, and I kind of wondered, or I guess I thought, that if he's going to sit there and let somebody rip up his $800,000 check, maybe he doesn't feel he personally
2: deserves it because of what he did to the That's the only thing I can think of, yeah, which yeah. means he really went through a personal journey there.
1: Yeah, and it seems it seems legit. Um, but then Sarah is basically um, a an old fling or old girlfriend from, I don't know, college, high school, right. or something like that. They, maybe they said high school, not specifically sure. But um, we find out that Sarah is, her dad is a, an oil man.
2: So is this the intro to this character To Um, um This Jacob? is the first
1: time we've seen Sarah We don't see actually meet Jacob till episode
2: 2 Right, okay, yes, that's it
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: Yeah, great, well should we bounce into episode 2 Or is there anything um, else you want to cover in one Sure, I
1: think there might be a few other things Well, Oh yeah, that was my question Was He proposes to her
2: right. At the end of the episode Kind of a lazy proposal, let's get married
1: Yeah, my proposal had a little bit more going on in it personally um, Right
2: was, you, was, you should judge, you should judge, you you've proposed, you have a wife? I do you're I married, have wife, yeah, yeah. And yours had a little more fanfare.
1: Um, I've put a little more thought into it than yes, in the you kitchen. at least
2: dropped on, on your knee first. Yes. As a, yeah, if you just do it standing, it almost doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I name checked
1: I her first in, first name, middle name, and then asked her to marry me. Okay, he, right. Yeah, which, you know, was sweet at the time. That was sweet at the time. Um, but uh, he just says marry me. Right. I, I thought he was kind of half kidding at the time. Um,
2: yeah, it seems kind of cocky. Like, hey, listen. Like, if I wasn't sure the girl was going to marry me, I would be like, I have made it better put on a show here to change your yeah. mind. So he obviously is has a, he's a quite confident man.
1: But I was curious as to he knows that her dad's rich, right? And when right. he's when he says I didn't get the money, and she says it doesn't matter, I wondered just a little bit because of the manipulator that he was before in season one. Is he asking her to marry him because? things aren't necessarily working out for him at that moment in time.
2: Right, and, I mean, probably money is a big thing, but, too, like, yeah, if things aren't working out, like, let me have one thing in my life that's going to work out, like, Mm -hmm. at least this relationship. So that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, but that's true.
1: I just wondered how how serious it was. I mean, obviously, we're going to find out. We're going to find out, but, yeah. But also, in last season, he had a relationship with a man as well. That's what you said. Yeah, so his... He seems to to play for both he's teams.
2: Sw- he swings both ways. Yeah,
1: which there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But, um, just interesting that now he's got... He a- writes
2: code in binary, and he sleeps <laughs> bisexually. That's uh, So he's, there's a lot of bi involved.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, with that in mind, let's jump let's into... Let's go
2: right from the binary. Episode two, right. New
1: Coke. New Coke. Uh, which also, timely um, in, in the real world, which we can presently live in, was introduced in the spring of 1985. A lot of attention to detail there, but ah, show you.
2: Look, you know a lot of history. Um, I know Google. You know Google? Know okay. I've never heard of Google, but I hear it's helpful.
1: Yeah, it's a thing that, that the kids are using. Oh, okay. States.
2: Now, a theme that I saw in this episode mm-hmm. um, that I uh, briefly mentioned to you is everyone lost some kind of control in this episode, mm-hmm. right? Both women went to get the venture capitalism mm-hmm. financing, mm-hmm. lost control. They couldn't do it because they're just obviously a throwback to the sexism of that time. Yeah. Um, Gordon, uh, cocaine, loses control through drugs. Uh Joe, losing control, not getting the job that he's thinking he's Mm -hmm. getting. So everybody is just kind of figuring out. But it kind of wraps up near the end. So that seemed to be the... It was interesting that every character was going through something.
1: Yeah, no, I saw that too. Um, I liked them continuing this story of... um, I mean, I guess let's talk about Donna and Cameron again. Sure. But um, I liked them continuing the theme of that they're supposed to be working together, but it seems like Cameron is making a lot of decisions without her. Um, including yes. bringing John Bosworth back oh we forgot that at the end of ah, that episode 1 that you jail. see him come out of yes. jail um, which uh, Bosworth and Cameron, Bosworth was uh, her boss okay. at, at Cardiff Electric before and Bosworth um, gave her a lot of fatherly advice, it was really sweet um, I really like the job that Toby Huss is doing here um, in the show But um, it's
2: interesting that because I just remember him from being the chef in Down Periscope. Right. I was like, oh, now he's doing serious roles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he was the whiz in Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Nobody beats the whiz. Oh, that's right.
1: Um, But uh, so really cool to see that she was the one who waited for him to get out of jail. I thought that was sweet. Um, and so the, f-
2: the funny thing about that part is He walks out of jail There's a huge blue van in front of him And he takes him like five minutes to look in both directions As if he doesn't see this van With this woman Like okay, come on
1: Yeah she's Play too. the realism it's yeah, right yeah, for yeah. You.
2: Absolutely but, uh, but yes
1: Yeah, really. moving things past her Like hiring John Bosworth mm-hmm. Who worked at the company before um, I really want to see these two women Work together more
2: Yeah I, a little less pushing the, con- yeah, the conflict between them right now is so pushed. I mean, mm-hmm. they have so much, I mean, it's cool that two women are, are, you know, in charge of a lot of men. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, especially
1: not in 85.
2: Yeah, and uh, they're obviously very intelligent. And it just seems like uh, it's so, they're going to, it's not even that they have creative differences. It's more logistical and, like, lifestyle which, right, which was couldn't be more impaired in the when they wore the different outfits.
1: Yeah, when they go to get yeah, basically go try to get the money yeah. um for Mark Zuckerberg. I think right, yes. Um, but uh, you know, she's um, I'd like that they have the like, sort of talk outside where she's like, "This isn't what we talked about." You know, when they were had a couple drinks in the bar, and sure, they were kind of finally connected. It's just, it's a good good uh, good way to have a, a business meeting. But, right, right. Um, yeah, I. I don't. I I want to see them continue to come together. I mean, obviously Donna is a real mom in real life, and I saw them sort of coming together a bit, but she's still making these unilateral decisions um, by bringing in Bosworth, and it seemed like she kind of took somewhat of. She said the heart. I don't know what, what you thought.
2: Uh, you mean when the, um, when, uh, Cameron or Donna was like, I'm going to bounce, like, I'm going to quit if you keep doing all these things, and Mm -hmm. she gave her that look. Yeah, I mean, they had that whole journey, and it, uh, that's the thing about, uh, Cameron's character, is, like, one scene, she's basically, like, F you, Mm -hmm. and then, like... Not much changes, and then she just, like, takes it to heart. So it's like, in one moment, she's willing to almost be like, you know what? If you don't like it, do whatever you want. But then in the next scene, she'll be like, oh, you're going to leave? Okay, I'm going to, like, look at you and do not not want that Right, band. because she, she, she knows. At the end of the day, she knows she, she knows. needs her. yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'd like to see her develop character development this season. Is just a little less fighting every piece of change, mm-hmm. and maybe that's going to come to some fruition or a peak. But
1: yeah, and I wonder how much that has to do with their age gap. I don't know what the age gap is in real life, but, or what it's supposed to be on the show. Obviously, Donna's got two kids and she's married, and Cam yeah. was like fresh out of college. I don't even think she finished college this okay. season, so she's pretty young. But I think that in some ways, Donna sees her like not really kind of like appreciating how far women have come at this point in time, at the very least. Right. Um, Donna being able to experience that a little more as an adult, but in getting them to be taken seriously. Right. You know, getting right. them to a place where somebody is going to invest money into their company because they need to grow that, you know, she makes the point before that they, all they have is kind of parallax and a color game of backgammon. And right. Was, <laughs> right. right. Very riveting. Um, but I see her, you know, as being like, look, you're not really appreciating what we need to be. Like, if we want to be considered as, at that point in time, as good as men or as as, as, as capable as men are at this time and be taken seriously, then we need to, you know, yeah. cover all the stuff that we're missing.
2: Yeah. I mean, and even speaking uh, in life experience, you know, as you get older, I'm not sure how old you are. Like, I'm 31. I'm 23. You, 23. Okay, there you go. Uh, but uh, you, you do, I mean, as you grow older, you think, I'm going to always think the same way. But then you do get older and you see life differently based on your life. I'm sure once you have kids and mm-hmm. you're married. And so I think there is going to always be that age gap. So I think they are, uh, you know, I never thought about that. But now that you mention it, I think they are showing that one mm-hmm. that well.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Mutiny because that's got like most of the episode. Um, we can talk about each each person at Mutiny. But... um, um, I like seeing Bosworth come into Mutiny. I like his sort of old man gag as he kind of comes uh, through the Which is door. an
2: obvious uh, throwback to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Didn't think of that. <laughs> Didn't think of that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: might as well have tumbled over. Yes, and...
2: exactly. It was the exact same thing. Oh, so that's awesome. We got to give a shout out to that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I love the stats... Of 10% of people have computers and 15% of those have modems. I mean, just to think (laughs) about the difference. Yeah. And, like, where did... One, where did the... I mean, I think we got a computer in, like, 93 or Mm -hmm. something. I mean, who are these 15% with modems? I didn't even know about Internet until probably... Gotta be. I mean, up, up mid to upper nineties. Yeah, and people um, were yeah. having it. I mean, I mean, granted, that's a very small percentage, but right? yeah, This must be. These, they must have all lived in San Francisco or New York or something. It's cool hearing, hearing that dial-up sound. The dial-up. Yeah. Oh, can you? Do you remember? Were you around during dial-up? Yeah,
1: no, I remember. Do, yeah.
2: When you're like, I want to make a phone call, and your sister's like, No, i want to be online. <laughs> yeah, and life was horrible.
1: Couldn't be possible unless you had two phone lines, which, right?
2: Which they out. Yeah, yeah, They out. did. Um, but yes, back to the uh, the mutiny, all the different yeah. characters.
1: Well, Bosworth is basically, um, I don't know, a man of a place. Right. It seems like uh, Cameron is doing him a solid by giving him a job. There is something for him to actually do. Did
2: they give him a, does he have a job title? Did we catch that?
1: I don't know if they gave him a title. But I mean,
2: what what did they even lay out what he was going to do? I missed it. I think
1: um, it seemed to be more to do with like books and bookkeeping okay. and stuff
2: like that. Things that he could basically understand.
1: Right. Even last season, all the the PC stuff went right over his head. Okay. Necessarily understand it. He was like a, you know. But I thought it was interesting having him sort of, you know, she wants to do right by him because of that very sweet letter that they end up, you know, right. making fun of him with later in the episode, which. <laughs> Was a moment of them, you know, like, they pranked him before with the license plate, which... because we didn't understand I mean, what that yeah, was. Didn't look yeah. at that at all. But then they find that letter that he wrote to her. And, you know, the guy, Lev, there, is doing his, like, best John Bosworth, which I thought right. needed a little work it personal. Little work, um, yeah. But, um, and then, of course, you know he's going to be around the corner. Right. Um, and then having him come in and be like, finish the letter. Right. Yeah, I thought that was cool because... You find out what kind of man he really is. And also remembering that he threw all this stuff with the PC and them almost losing the company, that he lost a lot. He lost his wife, he lost his kid, and he basically took the fall for everyone there so that no one else had to go to jail.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But at the same time, at at Mutiny, um, well, he doesn't have a title because no one has titles. Right, right, right. right. Um, But basically at Mutiny, being brought back in, but having really no place in that world. What do you think about that?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, they really got to his no-placeness at the end of the episode, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- that's one of those characters because he was in not at all in episode one and just in episode two. So, you know, for me as a new viewer, I'm still trying to figure out what my opinion is on him and mm-hmm. how he kind of, you know, without knowing all that backstory, uh, he's obviously, like, the guy trying to figure out life and the older guy in this young company. Right. And so obviously very symbolic of kind of probably how a lot of people, you know, you don't, I don't even think you probably have to go to jail or any of those things to feel like he does. And right. a lot of people feel like that now. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of they use him for, like what, what is he symbolizing?
1: Yeah. One, he, he's basically saying, I need some time. I right. appreciate that you've given me. What did he need time for though? I mean, probably that same thing, to figure out what what, what his place is,
2: if it's in that,
0: or, or if he's going on to something right. else. Right, okay.
2: Because um, that moment was super dramatic, but I was kind of confused on why it needed to be so dramatic on his part.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think a lot of ways he sort of viewed her as like a daughter. Um, right. We actually have a really sweet moment where we find out her real name's not even Cameron, that was her dad's name. Yes. But even when she wrote to him opening up as Catherine, you know, we, you know she's edgy and kind of has an FU attitude towards everybody, but she's real with him, which yeah. I think was really cool. Um, but finding out that that's her name is really awesome. But, I don't know. I mean, he's he's sweet to her, but he needs more than that. He needs an actual purpose.
2: Yes. Yeah, and I mean, that's a, definitely a theme in the show, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, uh, Gordon needs a purpose. And, I mean, because he's, like, not doing anything, and he's trying he's to doing figure a out A lot his, of coke. He's doing a lot of coke. Yeah. Uh, but you can see he's the, only re- the main reason he's doing it is because he's bored. I mean, yeah. he was doing it before because he was busy, and, I, and you wonder almost, is he doing it again to just get that feeling? I mean, obviously he
0: is, to get yeah, that feeling
1: back. But um, So we, we also got the coders at Mutiny. Um, right. We have um, we have Yo-Yo, the big guy. We have Lev, the guy that did his terrible John Bosworth impersonation. Right. Uh, I'm forgetting one other name. There's a
2: scraggly hair guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he has a name. Okay. There's another guy that... Man, uh you guys are going to kill us in the comments for not remembering these names, but we don't remember them at the moment. There's a right. lot in most There's a episodes.
2: Lot. And as of yet, they don't serve much purpose. As a, uh, I mean, they haven't pushed the story forward too much.
1: I mean, they're pushing forward the whole, like, I mean, all these games that they have, which, by the way, Checkers, a real fun game. Now, when, who's going to
2: invent number munchers? Because that's the one I remember from being a child, and I think <laughs> yeah. that's the real innovator.
1: That's the big question. That's the big question. Yeah, but yeah. that for predictions, man. Right. Um, and tank battle, which they find out there's a glitch with. Yes. Um, but I mean, basically, these coders who are all smart guys, you know. And Cameron is easily, especially last season, she's easily the sort of genius of the group. You know, she's she's is kind of like the real Mozart in some right. ways. Um, but we're going to find out that there's someone probably a whole there's lot a new smarter guy on the block. You have Tom Rend in there, yes, um, who's hacked into their system. And retooled their game and giving it away for free. Yeah, it doesn't make them too happy.
2: No, they're pissed. Um, one, I think I would have uh, could have been cast as that guy. First, I feel like Absolutely. we looked alike and the same, uh, type, same yeah? type. So I thought, where was my agent on that one? It was my <laughs> first thought when I saw him. <laughs> um, I had the same thought, but we're not the same type <laughs> right, yeah. time. Right, a different time. But yeah, I mean, it's it's always interesting. These shows have oh. By the way, there's someone smarter than everybody else, which is, like, right. this guy. Like, yeah. you have a room full of coders, young people, middle mm-hmm. age, older, but then there's this guy, the mm-hmm. future. Uh, I thought it was confusing that they were saying that he was actually going to get fired. Like, he was playing a, um, he's been playing a mental game with them, really, this whole time. Mm-hmm. Because they said, I don't know if you caught it, but they were like, they called the law firm and that he was about to be fired. Right. So this was really his only hope. But he played yeah. it masterfully.
1: And well, I wonder how much he knew about that, or if that's his true interest, you right. know, rather than, I don't know, working at a law firm. Well,
2: I'm thinking, how, what, what is this guy's life? Good hours. First of all, what law firm has good hours? <laughs> Second of all, yeah. who wants to lawyer all day and then code at night? I'm thinking, this guy's life, I mean, he's a go getter. He must have Asperger's or something. Yeah, I mean, how do you get so. He's uh, got
1: that new Coke. He's yeah. got that
2: new Coke, I guess. Yeah. But he it looks uh, and a possible love it, interest, right? Uh, yeah, maybe for maybe. Uh, yeah for, for Cameron, Cameron maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I thought it was
1: cool to see a character that sort of getting out Cameron, Cameron. If that's yep. even a thing,
2: it, You know, he stayed cool all the time, and that's what won. You know, he was like, he, they were like, Meh! and he right, went, whatever.
1: Which I wonder if that's a little bit more of that sort of misogyny thing with you know when they go to get the money from uh, what was it Bondum or whatever, and he kind of you know really belittles them to be like you know you. Do you have any kids? Do you, do you right. have any children? Do you have other interests? Well, you shouldn't have those because you need to be good at this,
2: right? Very uh, Mad Men. Yeah, 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 a little
1: bit of that. Which I'm like, it's been 85. Are we are we not past that?
2: Yeah, we're barely past it now.
1: Yeah, barely past it. Um, no spoilers for uh, the end of us, Mad Men. There, I but, haven't seen it, so I okay, can't well, possible then, spoil it. Yeah, then I then I won't. I won't. Do yeah, that you about. better just. Yeah, um, I can say anything. But uh, um, shoot, well, so Tom Rendell there is like. That moment where he's uh, he's talking to them and she's like, "Well, didn't you think we were going to come after you,
2: right? Or didn't you think
1: we'd sue you? No,
2: right? But <laughs> right. so, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mean, well, what we, I think what we learned is we don't really know. I mean, I don't think we can really know what this guy's real intentions are, right? Yeah. Is well, does he want to work there? Do you think?
1: I mean, he, he's going to have to. He's going to have yeah.
2: to. But I mean, obviously, work towards that. I just wonder: is it for a per- like a, a more deceitful purpose?
1: Oh, you know, interesting. Like because yeah. he's
2: done everything, he, he hasn't told the truth almost once, right? And so maybe that's just a fun way to get in, maybe. or it's something else we don't know yet. He certainly does know what he's doing. He certainly is a smart um, guy. He
1: found, I mean, this whole PBX thing. You know, like basically how to get more users on the same line, um, which like kind of crashes their tank battle game, right?
2: But he cooks chicken using a spatula, and I don't know if I trust that, because I, I haven't cooked sp- chicken with a spatula in a long time. I don't think a lot of people caught that.
1: Is that not good to do?
2: Uh, I, well, I use, uh, you know, I slice out my chicken, so I don't know what... Okay. You know, I, you know, I use forks and forks fork, tongs. And then, like tongs or yeah. something? Okay. So just let's keep an eye out for um, other times he uses spatulas inappropriately.
1: Can i going have to stop doing that. But, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, what was I going to say about it? I like seeing him sort of outplay her, but I think her true interest in him is... Um, that he is probably smarter than her.
2: Well, that's why I think she would, like, there was definitely some, like, a glow in her eye, and I think yeah. it was like, ooh, you're, these brains of yours are hot.
1: She likes to be challenged. Yeah. She had the whole thing with, with Joe last season, and he really challenged her. I mean, he was her boss, um, which led for a whole other dynamic right. there. But um, I think her talking to him and offering him that job, which, of course, she's going by, and Donna's back again, which I like that, that our character Donna is smart enough to know that you already hired him. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, you already did. You know what? How much did you give him? Twenty five thousand dollars. Which how much is that today? It's probably
2: forty, right? Forty or fifty, maybe more.
1: Probably upwards of like fifty. Fifty, yeah, probably double. Pretty decent salary. Um, I like her knowing that 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 was already a thing. Though
2: I'm wondering, where are they getting all this money? How do they have all this money?
1: This company? I mean, they have the subscribers, um, which is their influx of you know cash. They have a
2: lot of employees.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, they're really the only name in the business at this point. Okay. I mean, uh, Bond him when they're in that meeting. He says, I only took this meeting with you because my son is up right. game. Right, okay.
2: So it is pretty big.
1: Yeah, it, okay. big enough for them to offer that kind of stuff. But not like big enough
2: to get an office. They want to live, work out of the house.
1: I get the feeling that it's part of the Cameron philosophy a little bit, too. Very, like, yeah, we're we'll cool. We're going to work out of the right. house. Build change. it from the ground up. Yeah. It's going to be called Facebook. Right. Um, right. Anyhow. Um, so let's, let's talk about Gordon. Uh you know, uh, being in the doctor's office, uh yeah, I did some coke a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago. Really? Right. Did that nosebleed?
2: Right. Interesting. Yeah, and, th- and that doctor's office was, uh, we saw that after he did the binge of coke, right? We saw right. that already. So we mm-hmm. knew he was... Oh, yeah, of course. So, well, I mean, he w- we obviously saw him doing it for different reasons. I mean, in one, I think he's bored. Yeah. To almost, as you mentioned in episode one, almost a throwback feeling to that feeling of like, oh, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to get something done. Yeah, and he couldn't find something to do.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we we had the, we still have the same thing. Like he's still dealing with the success. You know, he did that interview last in the first episode, and now he's basically got too much money and too much time on his hands. Right. Um, too much time to go pick up the girls from school and send his. Buddy that a part to go I do
2: thought it. again, you could almost take that little part and draw that out into a whole episode. Because who asks uh, some guy that doesn't even know your kids to pick... I mean, he's obviously going insane in that moment, basically. Right? Did that uh, moment not catch you? It was like, whoa. He,
1: well, he's uh, he seems to be tapping that, that keyboard real right. fast there, so he's under the influence for sure. I mean, he's
2: definitely under... But I, don't, I mean, Coke, yeah, definitely speeds you up, uh, but I don't know if it's going to make you not care about your kids in that. I don't know. I mean, I guess you get on that one-track mind... But, uh, I don't know, it's just concerning. It definitely shows... I thought that was going to spiral into a bigger problem than it did, but it ended up being kind of a quick fix.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't, because that would have been terrible. But um, Right, right. Um, but he's... I mean, I know, he's... I guess he said they were doing the coke so they could finish whatever the project was before, right? And now, they've got too much time on their hands, and they're both doing coke, and even Stan's like, hey, I thought we were only using that right. for blah, blah, blah. But now... Well, you know, it's just lying around. Yeah, you know, I couldn't uh wasn't well, gonna throw it away. Right. Which uh, I mean I guess is some sort of uh he's not wasting it at the very least.
2: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is uh though I think that I'm sure if uh, you talk to like addicts or something, that's what their line is all the time. Like, well what am I supposed to do? Which, yeah. obviously, spoiler, he throws it away at the end.
1: Yeah. Oh, does he? Did I miss that? You,
2: uh, I, you must have, because he found a little vial of it and he tossed it in the trash. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's done with it. we
2: Well, because he, I mean, he I, I thought it was kind of rude when he was getting ready to have dinner with his wife. It's like, oh, special. And then she gives him that idea and he's like, oh, eat without me. Bye. And she's just like, oh, husband. <laughs> I like, would have been like, can we have 20 minutes of dinner first? I thought we just went yeah. up to this.
1: That one, that was a lot of Gordon last season. Yeah, was it? <laughs> like hey, I got something great to do. But that's what he's searching for.
2: So obviously his journey. Yeah, he had a journey. I mean, I think he had one of the biggest journeys. Of this episode was because he went from like almost spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Well, so, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. Um, to uh, control again and purpose. Hopefully, I don't. I,
1: we'll we'll say that for predictions, but hopefully, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Just just really interesting. Um, and don't send a stranger to go pick up your kids. Never. That's, yes. Yeah. Come on. Well, he's not a stranger. He knows them, but the girls don't know him. And but thank God the school called and said, someone's trying to Christ. kidnap your children. Jesus. And can you
2: imagine? Hey, kids, you don't know me, but trust yeah. me. That's With like, that stash. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Porn stash. Yeah. yeah that's like yeah. A1 thing you don't tell your kids to do is get in a strange car with a mustache. Yeah. Well, case. I'm glad that they didn't. That's, right. just
1: uh, shows some responsibility from the, the yes, school board Yes, absolutely. There. Um, but let's also talk about Joe and Sarah, and then also her dad, I guess.
2: Yeah, Joe. Um, yeah, so the episode kind of started with the dad whose name is Jacob.
1: Yeah, Jacob Wheeler, played uh, by James Cromwell. Love great him, character, obviously. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, when you, you just think of a rich dad who's kind of a dick, but kind of a nice guy <laughs> at the same time, you're like, yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> and I admit, when they had that conversation, and he offered them the job. I'm like, okay, like you are this dude wants to marry your daughter. Okay, cool. But then, like, you're obviously a smart oil man. And so like you're going to just throw this bone. I don't know. Like you're like I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Can't you tell I'm offering a job? I was like, no, I don't think anyone could tell you're offering a job. You're yeah. just shitting all over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I why I was why I was surprised that uh he ended up being in beta entry, at the same time I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that does make sense.
1: Yeah. Well, I I wondered at first he's I mean, it's right for him to test him out a little right. bit, or at least to be like, "Well, how are you going to provide for my right. daughter? She is a writer; she's not really making that much money, and that's not enough for two. Right. Um, but also it answers my question a little bit about him proposing to her for maybe money, and finding out that she won't let her dad help her out. Right. Um, so maybe the relationship is real, or maybe yeah. the the feelings are real. If it's you know if it's an old flame or something like that, maybe the fire is ignited again. But yeah. Um thought it was cool to see him you know he was this person in in the position of power last season he basically called the shots and now he is in a data entry place where they don't even have the stuff on computers yet granted maybe computers didn't have the capability of getting all this information before right who knows but uh to see him basically have to start from the bottom and my question was how long do we think he can do that job?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I've done data entry, as I think many actors in L.A. have, and mm. it is brutal. Yeah. I mean, especially in the age of, no, like, put on your headphones and listen to the radio, at least. Yeah. It's like you got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, there were, I, you know, there was a glimmer there that I thought when he was looking kind of around the office and seeing the different things. I'm like, you know, I wonder if you might use this opportunity if there's, like he's going to invent some data entry thing that makes everything better, or, like, he's going to use, like, sneak... You know, you see that a lot in movies, like, oh, I'm in this low position. By the way, I invented this thing while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's called paper. Right, so I thought, that could be what's going on. Because I agree, if he's just doing that... But I, I thought there were some pretty strong hints that he's got a plan.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder what that plan specifically was. Right. He... You know, he's talking to Sarah again, which they have a lot of their serious conversations outside, it seems like. <laughs>
0: That's true, I didn't think about but, that. But
1: uh, he's talking to her, he's got those other job leads, and he says, and you know, he basically says that, you know, your dad offered me a job, and she seems resistant to that. We don't know exactly why yet, but we find out a little bit later. But I was like, is his plan, I was still questioning the relationship. A little bit, yeah. Um, is is he manipulating her? I think it's maybe just because I don't trust him from right. from season one. Like he's got to have some sort of plan. He always had some sort of device going on last season, yeah. But is he really going to accept this data entry job?
2: I mean, I don't think he accepts it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was part of me that thought he would just walk out. I thought that's what yeah. I would do, the old Joe, absolutely, yeah, active. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just really, it just did really feel like he had a plan, and he knows the dad's effing with him. Yeah, and uh, obviously based on that gift at the end, like he's gonna enjoy kind of effing with him back and saying, "Okay, I see your game." Mm -hmm. Um, And what other? And they played it up pretty strong that he has no other options. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, so he does have no other options. Yeah,
1: but I thought there was like first, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm being tested here, and then he finds out that he's absolutely being screwed with, which he's been stewing about all day. And now that he absolutely knows he's being screwed with and tested, he's got to plan something to get back at him, basically. Um, right. And – but because of the, the atonement and the sort of being like repentant about everything and everyone he screwed over, maybe he wants to build something real this time rather than build it all based upon lies, which is, which is what it was before.
2: Right. Build build something real, but I also think he needs it needs to make a bam, and I think he definitely wants to shock people. So I feel like there's I though not without knowing any of the character his mischievousness from the last season. Right. I, based on what you've said and the little hints that he gives, I think we're definitely in for something.
1: Right. Um, and before we before we wrap here, uh, we you know Sarah. Is, is we, we, we couldn't figure out exactly first why Sarah was reluctant for him to take the job from her dad. But then we find out that she was married before to a guy named Peter. And he basically screwed
2: <sighs> her, her dad really screwed over. Of stuff.
1: So it sort of makes sense for her for him to test the next guy along. The, apparently right. It almost,
2: almost makes you shocked that the dad even did it at all. Yeah. He's already been after over once.
1: He all, When he also knows Joe's track record. Right. Everyone knows about this thing with Cardiff Electric and how he screwed all these people over. But... The only I mean,
2: plot hole I thought it was missing in the uh, Dad Andrew thing is like, didn't they discuss salary before the guy walked in? And obviously <laughs> the Dad Andrew's salary is going to be way lower <laughs> than someone that's working on whatever he was going to do before. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, they, well, maybe they don't talk about things in 1985.
1: Uh, oh, and uh, one last little tie-in. Uh speaking of The Facts of Life, uh Edna Fairchild made an ep- uh, appearance in this episode very quickly if you didn't catch it. Did not. Um, and she was uh oh gosh, what was her name in The Facts of Life? She was like the main... I never even
2: watched Facts of Life. Okay, this well is all your area.
1: That shows my age. So why don't we just move on
2: to predictions. Predictions. Well, they showed obviously, oh, I didn't even know. I forgot. Yeah.
1: yeah like the wow. lights flickering. Maybe
2: like yeah, yeah. Oh, they did. They did. There was a little flicker, I think. Yeah, go ahead. What's uh, what do you? Well, got? you know, I don't. I was going to say they obviously showed a little bit of next or uh, the next couple episodes at the end. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, it seems like you know. I, I'm obviously still trying to figure out what is what is the crux of this show. What does this show want me to feel? What is the feeling I have mm-hmm. during the show? And it looks like it's about going to get very dramatic. Look like there's a lot yeah. of yelling and fighting. Uh-huh. So obviously things are going to go wrong. I think that um, Gordon is obviously going to insert himself in whatever way. He can to he try which to get he's, something already, he's already doing, yeah. it and he's going to ramp that up. Mm-hmm. Joe, I think, based on what you've told me and the little glimmer I saw in his eye, I don't think we're going to see him in that data room for more than two or three episodes. I think he's going to create, unless it's a whole season with data room and one, <laughs> you know, data room by day, but something else. <laughs>
1: Batman by Batman night.
2: Batman by nights, night. And then, you or know. Or Ronan the Accuser. Right, night. exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then, obviously, uh, Tom is going to become, I think he might be, he looks like a series regular for this season. And then with something with him and Cameron, I think possibly, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then for uh, for Donna, I don't know about Donna. Uh, why don't you start with Donna? And, uh, look, I don't know if I have a prediction on her.
1: Well, one, you've covered most of the time. <laughs> most of the guys. No, I agree about Joe not being in that data room that's, right that'd be a very boring uh, season of, of and Catch fire um, just entering data and trying right. to prove himself um, he is going to try to prove himself but it's probably going to be at beating him, the data at his game right well, however that is I don't know exactly how that's going to happen yet um, Gordon um, hopefully stops doing coke
2: right well he threw it away so we yeah, think yeah for now it's over
1: well hopefully he doesn't have a, a, a dealer to get some more maybe he'll call up the guy with the van right get some more or something like Hopefully that. Hopefully
2: that guy comes back and uh, gets some revenge, yeah. Breaking Bad style. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, I don't Probably see not. that happen. No. Um, uh, Donna, I think it's just more... Um, I think Donna needs the personal success. Um, she worked at Texas, Texas Instruments last season. Okay. Um, she wasn't taken very seriously, as I'm sure was fairly common in, with with women in the workplace back then. But I think that she has a personal stake in the company moving forward and growing. She, she had said all that stuff about... We need to be improving our company. We need to be expanding our network. And she's troubleshooting that. And, of course, the um, the deal with the chat rooms that were new, which, is anybody? Is that a thing still? People go in chat rooms to talk to people? Now?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't, know. I don't either. Well, because we all have, I think, Texting. It right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think perverts do. <laughs> I think that's the only people that are left. <laughs> okay,
1: um, uh, none of those in this room. None, none of those. Me. No,
2: this is pervert free. I have to actually work at after budge. You can't be a pervert. So, Don't, just yeah. uh, FYI on
1: that. Yeah, one. in case you're looking for a job here. Right, but, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I see her having a personal stake in that, and I'm excited to see. Um, these, like like we talked about before, see the two females sort of drive our, our our season here. Yep, because I think that's that's very interesting to me at the very least. Yeah, um, and I'm and I'm excited to see where exactly things go with Tom Rendon. Of course, yep. he's going to give. Cameron the toughest time because he seems to be a few smart. steps ahead of her. Except and for now, she's got the Trump card to be like, "Yeah, you were kind of fired." Right. So.
2: And will he turn to a villain? We don't. I mean, he could. He could go south. I Kind of like that prediction. Right. Man. Who I knows?
1: Do. But I also think you're right. I think that she and he are. Or really they hassling. could start.
2: And what's the old guy, what's what was, the,
1: what's, you said they, they the the start, for you, the radio audience, yeah, uh, you touch your again, fingers the other to the fingers,
2: uh that's the, that'd be the bisexual <laughs> one, um, what's uh, Jacob the actor guy's name again, James Cromwell. he gave such, just to end on this note, I thought he gave such a subtle, great subtle reaction at the end, when she goes, oh, you got this waffle iron, and he's just like, I know where who it's from, no facial expressions, and then just like, you know, I thought, oh, it'd be so easy to give like a snide look, or like, I got this, but mm-hmm. he was just like. Yep. I,
1: yeah, we can pick up enough. But well, who was the Waffle Iron from?
2: Or, or, oh, so I think it was from Joe, obviously.
1: Yeah, I thought so. But I thought, like, is that a ref- did I miss some sort of Waffle I Iron I thought thing? that, too. I was like, I don't
2: understand why. And it was shaped like a movie case, like a film case. Yeah, like case. a film reel. Yeah, um, so I didn't know why. But but his daughter is a writer. Uh-huh. I
1: assume for film, possibly. Right. So is it from her? Because she doesn't like that her and so. Joe he, had the conversation about... Right.
2: But that scene came right after that one, so mm. I would think... The wife would not have had time, and I feel because that was I think that was a device saying Joe's taking control. He's on here, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. But great acting, I love him as an actor, and uh, I thought across the board acting very good on the show. Oh so yeah, far. everyone's
1: yeah. top notch on this show, yeah. just like they were last season. Yeah, uh, this this show doesn't miss. The casting is amazing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. That's for it, show ep- one for us. Yeah, man, episode one and two recap. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you jump onto YouTube.com. And subscribe to AfterBuzz TV, and you can ne- never miss an episode of this podcast or anything else that we do on the show. Yeah, um, Dave, where can people find you online?
2: Uh please find me on Twitter at GoBlueDave. Yeah, Michigan uh, baby, Michigan. That's right, <laughs> grad of Michigan. 06, class of six, and then right. find me on Instagram at DaveAbed. D a v e a b e d.
1: Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson. Instagram the Isaac Johnson didn't go to Michigan, but that's I okay. You don't me. have to. Yeah. Well, I can't now because I'm done with college. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But we'll, uh, we'll see you next week on... Actually, we're, we're going to tape on Thursday.
2: Yes, so next Thursday. Yeah, So next it'll be a little Thursday. while. We'll yeah, be back. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because Dave's going to be out of town. I'll be uh, rafting
2: in the Grand Canyon. Awesome. So if you don't hear from me again, I'll look for my body in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.